Chelsea Disgrace Podcast. So thanks for listening. Um, I think for this episode, maybe I'll just catch you up on what I've been up to lately, which really isn't much, but um, I did go on a uh, road trip a couple of weeks ago with a gaggle of dudes, just uh, me and a bunch of dudes on the open road. So basically it was an all boys trip to the exotic London, Ontario, and um, the purpose of this trip was different for everybody. Some just wanted to get away and have a good time, and some were craving adventure, but for me, I just wanted to see titties. So uh, we went to a strip club where the titties were uh, bountiful and readily available, Um, I actually didn't know uh, really exactly what the word bountiful meant until I googled it the other day. And it said, large in quantity, very abundant, and used in a sentence, the ocean provided a bountiful supply of fresh food. So uh, yes, bountiful definitely describes the uh, titties at the London Strip Club. The, The club was the ocean and the titties were the fresh food. So yes, bountiful definitely makes sense here. Um, this was a uh, a very classy strip club. Um, definitely the classiest I've ever been to in a while. Anyway, um, it was called Solid Gold, where as a strip club here in my city is called Silvers. And the difference between the two clubs when it comes to like breed of woman is quite vast. Like the women at Solid Gold were friendly, they were sexy, they had many cool tricks up their sleeves, or or like uh, I guess up their coochies anyway, because I guess sleeves doesn't really work in this situation here. But um, whereas the women at Silver's here in Windsor all look like they just came from the hospital for like either like chemo or delivering a baby or like overcoming a drug overdose or something, like I would really hate to see what the girls look like if there was a strip club called bronze like i'm assuming they'd probably be very like jabba the huddy ish type looking woman um but yeah here here i was at solid gold um where the tables have holes in them so the girls can dance like right at your table and i've never seen this before so it made me feel like very swanky like this was the place to be like that offered this convenient service so um we all decided to go nuts and spend money like we had it so we bought a table dance where i found myself sitting there and a beautiful asian woman was just spread eagle just inches from my face like one accidental sneeze and I'd be nose deep in her crotch, which I'm assuming probably costs extra and more than I was willing to spend. So I just stood very still and I tried not to breathe too hard and I wasn't really sure like what I was supposed to do. Like, am I supposed to look directly at it or not? Like, I felt like it was kind of like a microwave when a microwave's turned on and then I'm like 
am I supposed to look at it or is it going to hurt my eyes? I'm not really sure what to do. And then I didn't know what to do with my face. So I kept doing one of those like, ah, yes, nods like you do when you're in school and you have like no fucking idea what the answer is to the question. And then the smart kid gives the answer and you're just like, you nod your head like, oh, yeah, that that's it. That was it. Even though you still don't understand the question, the answer, or, like, why you're even there. Then I started doing, like, the sign of approval face. Like, you know, when you go to look at a used car and you bring your friend to look at it with you. And they think it's a good car, but, like, you don't want to show too much interest. So, you, because you still want to haggle, like, a deal. So, you just low-key give, like, a nice little head bob with the wide-eyed face where it's like, yeah, yep. Yeah, this is good. This is, this is good. So I was just doing that to her vagina the whole time. And then uh, the stripper undid my friend's belt with, with her uh, feet, which I thought was uh, very impressive because I can barely flex my foot without getting a foot cramp that makes me wish I was like dead instead of going through this overly intense, inhumane pain that makes me consider amputating both my feet just to avoid the risk of ever feeling that again. So um, much respect to this stripper and her craft, which uh, I'm assuming either took a lot of time and practice to perfect or was just hereditary because she was Asian and Asians can do anything with their feet. Um, I spent most of the night trying to decide uh, which girl I wanted uh, for a private lap dance. Um, then from behind, I saw the stripper with like the craziest body I've ever seen. Like she was so incredibly tiny, but super defined. And she was really, really tanned with long, like bleached blonde hair. And I was very intrigued by her. And I knew like, yep, this is my girl. This is the one. Uh, until she turned around and I saw she was a hundred and twenty fucking thousand years old. Like, seriously though, like, she had to have been at least probably 55. Like, she was the Crypt Keeper. Like, not even someone who resembled the Crypt Keeper. Like, she fucking was the fucking Crypt Keeper from the popular 90s American television show, Tales from the Crypt. Like, she was the keeper of these tales. And apparently, times are rough after the series ended. And now she's a stripper. And now all she has is, like, tales from the crotch. And it's just, like, a slew of, like, terrifying stories from countless nights of stripping. And probably in order to find, like, Pediasure and, like, meal replacements so she could afford that shit. So, um... I decided she wasn't the girl for me and she'd be much more suitable for uh, purchasing a lap dance as a cruel joke for my friend, which we did. And he hated every second of it and it made my entire night. Um, Usually strippers smell like cotton candy, but I don't know. I'm assuming this one probably smelled like Ben Gay or something or like Werther's original candy (laughs) or something like that. So I, I went on enjoying my night when uh, a lovely stripper with a killer body and curly brown hair came up to me and said I was pretty. 
And that was good enough for me. So I invested in a lap dance with her, which was a big mistake because just like T-Pain said, I fell in love with a stripper. Like somehow she just knew all my like moist activating spots and she played them well. Like the whole lap dance started off by her breathing into my ear and she was like, <sighs> which is like my kryptonite. Like do sexy stuff to my ear and my moral goes out the window and I would say all my morals go out the window but we all know like I don't have any so yeah my one moral just goes out the window and then I shut the window and I lock the window and I pull the drapes down because there's just no going back from that point on then as per usual I didn't really know what to do with my hands so I just started off like placing them at my side like a propped up rag doll and then I had them crossed over my stomach like I was like cold or in pain or something and I just kept moving them around in different positions until something felt right and she totally called me out on it which I found super hot she was like oh my god, Like you don't know what to do with your hands. You seem so innocent, but I know you have some fire inside of there. And I felt like I was a kid again, sticking the garden hose like in my bathing suit bottoms because it made me like super wet. But I told myself that that's just her job, and she probably tells all the girls that they have fire inside them, and if I ever brought a female stripper home to meet my mother, that would probably be, like, the last straw from the, I know Chelsea makes odd decisions, but remember, you love her anyway, hey pile for my mom that she's been picking away at for years, so, um, I just tried to sit back and relax and uh, enjoy the rest of my lap dance without picturing our future adopted children. Um, it was quite the, the experience, one that I hope to remember for years to come. And then um, this actually got me thinking, like, okay, you know when you go to an amusement park and you ride on the roller coaster and then you get the option to purchase a photo taken of you while riding that roller coaster once you're done? Well, if you don't already see where I'm going with this, I think that after you get a lap dance, you should have the option of purchasing a photo from your experience so you can remember it always. Like some people get their thrills and precious, 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 that's a hard word to say, precious memories from riding roller coasters and some like myself get them from being rode by strippers so I think that's a great way for clubs to make a little extra money maybe use it to upgrade the place with like better lighting or like routine pap smears for the girls or something I mean like I think it's a good idea like personally I would probably invest in a photo and I just like hang it right between the one of me swimming with the dolphin and like the one of me holding a large parrot because those are also really great memories as well um after the strip club my friends um wanted to take me to a sexy massage parlor where um the girls offer happy endings um as good as uh, as an idea that sounded like um 
due to the fact that this is one of my top fantasies, I was really hesitant, uh, mostly because um, it was probably expensive, but also because I wasn't sure if happy endings were just offered to males or females as well, and I didn't want to get like all the way to the massage parlor and be disappointed by just getting a shitty massage and then you know, have to be that person who kind of rolls onto her back, spread eagle, like, excuse me, like, hello, most of my tension is in my coochie, a nice rub down would be fantastic, and then the masseuse would, like, vomit, like, all over the room and stuff, like, that would be pretty awkward. Um, I probably wouldn't even know what to do, to be honest, if I was offered a happy ending. I think I would get all, like, awkward, and I'd be like, oh, um, does my Manulife benefits package cover it? <laughs> Which I think it should because every time I get laid or at least have like my diddle fiddled a bit like or fiddle diddled or whatever you want to say, I'm always like super cheerful at work the next day, which makes me like a better and stronger employee. And then, like, the next day, uh, I gave my benefits package information just a little glance over, but it didn't mention anything about happy ending massages. But um, I'll bring it up in the next meeting, maybe. Um, oh, may I also add that on this road trip, um, I was struck with not sudden onset shits, thank God, but um, the urge to pee so fucking bad that I thought my kidneys were just going to, like, give up right there, just be like... Fuck you, Charles. Like, we produce enough urine for a lifetime in the past 10 minutes, and we're just like, we're just peacing out. So I was like, oh, we have to pull over. So um, we exit the highway, and of course, it's just fucking field, like, not a store or a bathroom in sight. So uh, I knew what had to be done. I had to man the fuck up and just pee at the side of the road. And I did just that, and I was quite proud of myself because, like, not only was I not afraid of, like, wild coyotes and shit, but I remained in squat position the whole time, which is hard. And I didn't get a single drop of pee on my shoes, all the while I was taking a selfie for Instagram, which angered, like, a lot of my family members, so I think I did quite well. But a couple weekends after that, however, um, I found myself peeing in a, in an alley in Toronto and a man walked by me and saw me peeing like all over my shoes. So that was way less stealthy, but you can't win them all, right? Um, let's see, what else have I been up to? Oh, I turned 28. I am now 28 fucking years old and... Despite the fact that my face looks like it's covered in honeycomb cereal because my pores are fucking huge, and also despite the fact that I need to crack my back every 35 seconds or my body will seize up like Tin Man during an oil drought, and also despite the fact that my eyes have more lines around them than Disney World, and also despite the fact that my tits are basically folding inside out and I'm on like the losing side of a 9-0 match of hide and seek with my nipples. Despite all of this, I think I look good and I feel pretty okay, I guess. I, I actually never liked myself more, to be honest. Um, I've been really focusing on myself and just giving less fucks about things that don't really matter and just being like more open to new sexual partners and experiences and just doing whatever the hell I want to do and it feels fucking fabulous. So 
Turning 28 hasn't really gotten me too stressed out or anything, so I decided to go out into public for my birthday this year, and I got hammered, and I went to the bar where I saw a uh, quite handsomely looking gentleman uh, leaning against the bar, and he was staring over at me, and I thought like, oh, like, well, how about that? So I stared back a little and was, like, pretending to laugh at a joke, even though no one was standing around me. And then he lifts his phone up like he's about to take a picture of me. So I grab my drink and I, like, mosey on over there and I just boldly say, and, like, by boldly I mean drunkenly, like, oh, if if you want a picture of me, all you have to do is ask. And then he smiles And he looks at me and he says, oh, no, sorry. Um, There was just a Pokemon behind you. I was just I was just trying to catch the the Pokemon. And well, fuck me. So now to grab a man's attention, not only do I have to compete against other women and in my case, men, but now I have to uh, compete against fucking Pokemon like this isn't even fair anymore. I feel like I'll have to turn my bed into, like, a polka stop just to get, like, men to come into it. Like, fuck. Like, I'm going to have to set up a Pokemon lure inside my vagina and hide a fucking Bulbasaur in there just so I can get laid, for Christ's sake. Like, I mean, I like polka hunting as much as the next guy, but more than polka hunting, I enjoy a good old-fashioned dick hunt. But it seems like every freaking guy out there just has like a boner for like charizards or jigglypuffs which like used to be the nickname for my titties but is now like overshadowed by this cute little pink polka thing that looks like it just ingested like enough crack cocaine to feed a family like a nice family of four four crackheads but whatever i think the game's cool like no hate coming from my end it's all good um what else Oh, uh, okay, so I tried a new um, burrito place here in my city of Windsor, and it was fucking delicious. Like, it was really outstanding. It really honestly puts, like, Chipotle and Mucho Burrito and all that shit um, to shame. Like, the ingredients were so fresh, and they just had, like, way better options for toppings and meats, which um, made me, like, super horny. Um, It's called... Zacco Taco. I don't really know how to pronounce it, but it's like X-A-C-O Taco. And I honestly might go bankrupt because of this fucking place. But so yeah, I'm in the super long line to order my burrito and it kind of works like an assembly line. Like one guy gets your order started with the shell, the meat, like the rice, the beans, and then uh, hands it over to someone else to finish up. So um, when I went uh, to try it for the first time this is when like the black lives matter movement was like super 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 dominant in the news and shit and like white people just felt the need to stress like that they love black people because they just felt awkward and the guy starting my burrito was african-american and he was like white or brown rice and i was like oh white for sure and i didn't mean for it to be be racist I, I just really prefer white rice but for some reason I felt like I was being racist and I was all nervous and sweating and I just I needed to redeem myself and then he was like pinto beans or black beans and I was like black definitely black love me those black beans so I was like dodge that fucking bullet um yeah so go there if you have a chance it's it's phenomenal 
Um, the Tinder game has also been like all right. I mean, um, I haven't actually met anyone from it yet, but it's led to a few conversations. Um, I've been chatting with one dude who is five years younger than me, but he's got a pretty good personality um, via text anyway. Um, He's funny and witty and just a little bit of a dick, which is my favorite. So um, we had a date set up, but I had to cancel because I felt like shit and I didn't really want to like projectile vomit on him on our first date anyway i feel like maybe that's a fifth date sort of thing or something um i've actually projectile vomited on a guy on our second date before because i was absolutely fucking wasted and he thought it was actually cool and funny and then he called me back which was nice so i bought an uh bottom um i'm sorry card which i felt like he appreciated but um yeah, on a first date, maybe not the greatest idea. Uh, he tried to um, ask me to hang out a few other times after that, but I always seemed to just be busy, and then he sent me a dick pic. And Lord Almighty, it was the most beautiful dick I have ever seen. Like, for a minute, I thought it was a picture of, like, a Greek god statue, and I was all like, oh, wow, that's nice. He goes to museums. That's kind of, oh, my God, it's his dick. It's his fucking dick. That is a gorgeous dick. And normally, I really don't care, like, for dick pics. It is what it is, but... Since the breakup, I've become, like, slightly colder when it comes to men, so their junk is pretty much the only thing I'm interested in. Like, that and... No, like, pretty much just that. Um, So I was all like, oh, yes, I'm going to need to see that in person. Like, we should hang out soon. But then he got all offended because I was only available to make plans once I saw the masterpiece he was toting around with him in his underpants. And I had never felt like more of a man. And I was quite proud of myself. So for now, penis pending, like, let's hope next episode I have a cool story for you about that. Except I hope I don't get catfished, but with a penis. Like, if you don't know what catfish means, it's when you meet someone online and you chat with them and whatnot. But when you go meet them in person, they aren't the same person from their photos. So, like, what if this guy is trying to penis catfish me? Like, what if I meet his penis in real life and it's, like, like deformed or something? Like, maybe it has a questionable mole or, like, a scary amount of hair or something or looks like something described in, like, a Stephen King novel. Like, I don't know. Tons of things can be wrong with the penis. Like, what if he has, like, tons of extra skin and it feels like you're unwrapping a tube of Christmas paper like with your mouth or like what if he has like a lack of vitamin c and his dick has scurvy and it's like swollen but in a bad way or something or what if it's like really long but like really long and skinny like those extra long like novelty pencils that 90s kids had like there's just so many things that could possibly go wrong but um hopefully it's just as breathtaking in real life as it is in the photos but nothing ever is really but maybe karma will throw me a a bone (laughs) um yeah that was stupid i also decided um to get my motorcycle license despite the following people telling me it's a bad idea so my mom, my brother, my roommates, literally every friend I have, other motorcycle riders, 
dead grandpa via Ouija board, my boss, my coworkers, my customers, magic eight ball, my conscience, even my roommate's dog looked at me judgmentally when I said I was getting my motorcycle license. But whatever, I'd rather die trying something cool and dangerous than just do boring shit all the time but I kind of feel like I'm Bella from Twilight and like yes I've seen Twilight it was against my will but I'm happy I did it and I'm not embarrassed to admit it because that's some deep ass kind of love like he was a fucking monster and she loved him anyway like he sparkled more than my ex-boyfriends but in a different way and a less gay way but still like she didn't give a fuck like it was beautiful but anyway um so in one of the movies, she, like, jumps on a motorcycle because she feels like doing dangerous shit will grab Edward's attention and bring him back to her. And I thought maybe that can maybe transcend into my human life. Like, my ex-boyfriend isn't a vampire that I know of anyway. Like, seeing as he didn't pass away every time he kissed me after my, like, extra garlicky, saucy shawarma. But um maybe my thirst for danger will have like the same effect and I'll ride my motorcycle over to like where the dangerous motorcycle gangs hang out and my ex-boyfriend will be there because like uh, he'll see my Facebook status that says like oh going to hang out with the dangerous motorcycle gang at the spot where they hang out text the cell and he comes to protect me because he still loves me but when I see him I'll just be like oh hi what are you doing here you shouldn't be here the spot is for dangerous motorcycle gangs and he'll be like what are you doing here this isn't you and I'll be like well people change when they're heartbroken and then like then I'll like lay up a cigarette and I'll walk away and then the dangerous motorcycle gang will show up and they'll be like who are who are you guys and they'll be like I'm here because I want to join your dangerous motorcycle gang and they'll be like well who's he and they'll point over to my ex-boyfriend and I'll be like oh him he's nobody and then the head guy of the dangerous motorcycle gang will be like okay if you want to join our dangerous motorcycle gang then you have to make that jump in your motorcycle without dying and he'll point over at this like large cannon of some sort that looks almost impossible to survive and i'll look over at my ex and he'll be shaking his head like no then i'll look down at my at the ground and then back up at the head of the dangerous motorcycle gang and i'll say okay i'll do it and then my ex will be like, Chelsea, no. And then he'll try to run over to me. But the rest of the dangerous motorcycle gang will hold him back. And in my heart, I don't want to do this. I don't want to make this jump. I don't want to be in this dangerous motorcycle gang. And I don't want to be wearing these hot leather pants anymore. I just want to be safe in his arms. But he doesn't want me. So I'll make the jump. So I fire up my hog and I'm revving the engine and I start to drive towards the canyon, meaning closer and closer. And my heart is racing faster and faster and my whole life is flashing before my eyes. And then my ex-boyfriend breaks free of the dangerous motorcycle gang and runs in front of my motorcycle in order to stop me. And he says, don't do this, Chelsea, I love you. And then I'll like throw on my brakes and do this like cool side stop thing, like just in time before I hit him. I'll be like, 
what did you say? And I'd be like, I love you, Chelsea. Please don't join this dangerous motorcycle gang. And I'll be like, oh my god, I love you too. Please get me out of these pants. And then we'll live like a super long, super happy life together. Once we recover from being beaten half to death by the dangerous motorcycle gang. Who knows? Maybe it'll turn out that way. Maybe it won't. To be honest, I'm not actually doing this to get his attention. I'm doing it because I want to do it. And, you know, I think, like, I just want to work on becoming more of, like, a badass, stone-cold motherfucker. But it's really hard when embarrassing shit, like, constantly happens to me. So, like, maybe I can be, like, a badass, stone-cold, dorky motherfucker. Because, hey, I still need to be here to make you feel better about yourself when Chelsea Grace prom out of time, right? So, um, yeah, I think I'm done talking for today because Zach keeps showing me naked pictures on his phone and it's really distracting. So, until next time, see ya. I'm in love with a